IMF unveils a new global currency known as the Universal Monetary Unit to, quote-unquote, transform world economy. Uh, this was the spotlight for Zero Hedge. Let's move to uh, prnewswire.com. I don't know if this is uh, right or left, and I don't care. Um, this is more of a, a news source, and um, the title of the article reads, The Digital Currency Monetary Authority, the DCMA, launches an international central bank digital currency, CBDC. Ladies and gentlemen, comrades, uh, welcome to episode nine of the Quamfi Show. A lot of things going on. Gilbert got fired. The IMF is creating a new coin to rule the world. People are selling quant. Quant's price will never, ever recover. And it's only a miracle that Gilbert did not get a heart attack on stage today. Um, and to boot, this is actually the second recording, because apparently um, there was something wrong with the first one. So this is also round two. Let's see how the rest of the show goes. And um, it's going to be an interesting one. Tim. Yeah, I'm here. How's life? Hopefully in better audio than the, the last time. Yeah, well, we fixed well. that. We should, think... should have fixed that. Yeah. Uh, well, for the Dutch viewers, they, they saw how how I was completely bruised. Last week, I fell off my bike. Oh, shit. You recovered in well, Dutch, dude. I didn't even notice. In typically Dutch fashion. Yeah, actually, it was bruised here. I had some wounds all over my body. But How's the scab on your knee? It's it's okay uh, for the people. Yeah, well, the, or English listeners, they didn't know anything. Uh, so basically, a couple of days after the show, I fell off my bike in the middle of the night, and then I had like this big wound on my on my knee, and it was slowly healing. And then, just when we were preparing the episode, I walked downstairs, and somehow I managed to open it again. Uh, <laughs> and I was screaming, and people thought that Yarna uh, thought I was falling off the stairs here and nothing happened but that was uh, kind of a terrible experience anyway uh life's pretty good i think uh was doing just fine before uh b through uh got hacked Lost oh yeah week. i forgot about that we one. were uh, preparing for the pump and then yeah uh the the or uh i don't even know where they are from or uh, asian friends they got hacked uh singapore dude. Caused, singapore uh, singaporean friends they got hacked uh, and well, that caused uh, my crypto portfolio to fall a little bit. Was being made up for slightly by other cryptos, which were going up, but that cannot compensate for the enormous loss that uh, those scammers have infringed upon us. Upon us. No, I'm kidding. I think besides that, everything is okay. I'm uh, doing well. I hope my English is, isn't too rusty this episode. I've been speaking Dutch for a long time. How are you? How's life? Yeah, I'm well. I'm well. Uh, it was interesting to see, indeed, that uh, the bit-through, be-through, by-through hack, uh, what happened. I was actually asleep like most people in the Netherlands yeah. at that time. And, I mean, it was really early in the morning. Sorry for fiddling with my camera again. It's crooked and my autism can't handle that. Um, but yeah, no, um, there was a lot of panic for about three whole hours, and then price had more or less recovered, and everybody 
uh, all, all, all the coins were were sold. Um, let, let's just cover it here, not make it, make it a separate topic. But yeah, Bitrude uh, apparently had 137,000 QNT in, in a hot wallet. What is wrong with you? And 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 they, and they got siphoned away, or or hacked, or stolen, whatever you want to call it. Um, yeah, like a neat how, how much? Twenty four million worth, something like that. Yeah, I think they roughly were holding around one percent of the total supply, so that would average around twenty four million, something like yeah. that. Twenty million. Yeah. So, so those tokens got siphoned away uh, in the blink of an eye, and then they got dumped on uh, on DEXs, which uh, obviously caused the, the price to uh, quote unquote plummet. Um, price never went below 100 euros. But yeah, people are screaming bloody murder. Obviously, don't know what's going on. Who's dumping? Um, the, the the guy selling apparently took. Well over 20% slippage on some trades, I heard, um, which I couldn't care less about if I were him either. Um, but yeah, what is most interesting, and if you follow us on Twitter, uh, Tim uh, tweeted on it today from the Confi Show, and I tweeted from my own account, um, that Petro is just, they're just crooks, right? I mean, they're based in Singapore. Um in my opinion, they have no legal accountability at all for the, the the community at large. I mean, if they don't want to pay people back, they don't have to pay people back. It's like living in a tax haven. Um, it's, it's just ridiculous. But it what they're doing, we have warned for in previous episodes. Yeah, because what they're doing right now, and it's what they've done in the past, and I warned on previous episodes as well, is if you have your stuff on Btrue, you you need to pay exorbitant fees or have like humongous minimal withdrawal amounts, right? And back when Bitru became an, uh, an exchange that also uh, trades QNT, I, I just shipped a bunch there, like, 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 like three or five, just to try it out and, and see how it goes. And then their minimum withdrawal threshold was like 10 QNT. And then they lowered it to seven or eight. And eventually the, the bottom, and that's what it is right now, is I believe three or four QNT is the minimum amount you can withdraw. So if you have fewer than those or you just want to withdraw one, uh, you can't. So you have to top up your wallet to be able to to, to withdraw, which is which crazy. Is ridiculous. Yeah. Exactly. That in itself is, is, is craziness in itself. Then you have the withdrawal fees, which are also, in my experience, humongous, I can remember. So I'll, I'll refrain from, uh, from, 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 from shouting numbers. Um, but I know that when I was going to withdraw, I was like, okay, this is just, this is just stupid. So what happened now is the hack, let's call it a hack for, uh, for argument's sake, took place and there was radio silence. Even more funny, three hours before, they were like, um, what did they tweet? They sent it a tweet and that was beyond cringe uh, in hindsight. Um, yeah, yeah like they, they, they wished us. They said, uh, "TGIF, thank God it's Friday." Oh yeah, uh, it was a wonderful what, week. Yeah, what, like yeah, that. it was a wonderful week. What were you most excited about? 
Ja, yeah. yeah, two hours later they got a couple hacked. of hours. Yeah, or even yeah, yeah. Or even just slightly after the hack, I don't even know because it all happens at night. Uh, yeah, was that before. was uh, was was five, was five in the morning or in okay. our time. But yeah, so there was radio silence and 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 obviously they, they need to consult with their lawyers and stuff before they can can, can come with uh, with a statement, which is understandable. Um, but then the statement came and and it actually read. That, yeah okay yeah 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 we we yeah we got hacked and for the duration while we are looking into the problem where the security problem lies we are halting all withdrawals meaning no one could withdraw any crypto from their exchange and 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 I read that and I just blew a gasket so I, I ran on Twitter and I just called them out and didn't get many likes because people want to protect their own reputations. People are scared to shout out against fuckwads like that because what they actually did is they know they know that if your exchange gets hacked or exploited and you have a freaking 140k tokens in a hot wallet, that everybody will think you're a fucking clown and you're an idiot, and people will get their stuff off your exchange as soon as they can. And they'll never come back. So what does Btrue do? They just freeze everything. They just hold withdrawals for your safety to protect their exchange and to find the, the security breach. I'd say it's bullshit. It's, it's utter, utter bullshit. You're just trying to keep people from leaving your exchange, which is shit, and wait till the entire thing blows over. That, that's what they're actually doing. If you see this, you should be ashamed. And I sure as hell hope people won't forget. And as soon as Quant and all the other tokens get unlocked, because yes, you open withdrawals in your exchange, but not for QMT and a bunch of other tokens, I will be tweeting. And I don't have that much reach, but I hope people will retreat to get their shit off your exchange as soon as possible, because this is just, it's, it's criminal. It's truly, truly criminal. It's ridiculous because you you knew what would happen, and that's why you closed your exchange and and halted the withdrawals to protect us. Yeah, in their <laughs> defense, I can imagine that they temporarily freeze they were freezing all the the withdrawals, but um, they have opened everything again now. Mostly they've opened. And four other tokens. Yeah, exactly, and that's was what I was tweeting about today. Yeah, that they kind of uh, well resumed operations, except for a couple of tokens, and now it is completely unclear how to, how they will handle the situation. Apparently, they are going to refund. Um, yeah, that's what they said. All the holders, but I always have to see if that's actually going to happen. Probably, it probably will. You know what's interesting? You know what's interesting? Why would they put holders' coins in hot wallets? Yeah, that's uh, definitely a good question. Why? <laughs> uh, how can a user, uh, a user of the exchange, get damaged if somebody steals from your from their hot wallet? Do you put no. users' trading coins in hot wallets? Sure as hell, I hope not. Those are my tokens, right? Those are his tokens, not yours. I mean. I know that by law they are yours, 
That's why we say not your keys, not your coins. You got to be really picky. And that's why we advise most people here to store your tokens on insured and, and, and at least Western exchanges, right? Uh, some of the United States exchanges are okay, uh, like the Coinbase and the Krakens of this world, uh, the Bitfavo, the CoinMetro, hell, even the LCX, even though you don't want to trade a single coin on their <laughs> disgusting platform. There, 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 there is one upside to LCX. LCX uh, probably the, the, just the, uses the, Post-its, right? They use Post-its. <laughs> And, and then they write your order, and, and then they just they just stick it somewhere, and then somebody else picks it up, and, and they stick it somewhere, and that's why it takes like a month before you're gonna get your freaking trade through. Exactly, and that that's the upside to LCX. It's so slow that even when you are a hacker, it will not work because it will. Monty has to kind of he has to manually approve your transaction. He and needs to feed the hamsters first, right? Otherwise, they won't run. Better than the rest, yeah. Yeah. Bullish. Or otherwise, they won't run. Anyway, they don't have power. Let's, let's not no. get into this nightmare. Um, <laughs> no, no, yeah, no, no. be true. No, but but be true. Scandals. It's just scandals, right? You, you you can, in my opinion, not just close down your apparently you can, but you're just holding your your users hostage because of your own malpractice. It's yeah. Uh, yeah, it's. Uh, um, one of the many reasons why you should be very picky uh, when working with exchanges. Decentralization definitely isn't any better because um, yeah, uh, you will simply shift the responsibility to yourself and a mistake is made quickly. Um, yeah. But be very aware of the type of exchanges you are working with because this can happen. And I think Bethrill will refund their customers, but they might they might not do it as well. So we don't really know. And I wouldn't be surprised if they don't refund their customers. I just wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, and there's probably um, we'll nothing you can do, right? Out. No, there's nothing you can do because you have no legal ground to stand on. Not yeah. your keys, not your coins. Anyway. Yeah, um, yeah, that that about to be true. Uh, heck, yeah. Luckily, Shall we move on to Tyler Durden? Sorry, Tyler Durden. Uh, well, I said, well, luckily, Quant survived. We are still, yeah, holding. We are still. We, we haven't dumped into oblivion. Um, yeah. Many other tokens wouldn't have survived such a crash, but we did. I always love uh, the sentiment, right? We we dropped what ten percent. Yeah, and then seeing all the people and the messages in. In the main chat and in all other groups, the sheer panic, sheer panic. Oh no, oh no! Will it ever stop? And 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 I get it, but I don't. And I know everybody has a different investment horizon, but if your investment horizon is shorter than a month, let's say you're a trader, why do you go into a company's Telegram and ask for information? You should be looking for the information yourself because you need to be ahead of the market. You are a trader, right? And if you're in this for the long haul, months, years, why do you care about a 10% dump? Why does it matter to you? Why does it influence your state of mind so badly that you need to go running and screaming into a chat, embarrass yourself, asking for information? I don't understand it. Anyway. And um, in the long run, 
Um, I think those kind of hacks are kind of well beneficial to the uh, the distribution of of TNT mm. because um, the big holders get left behind and you're distributing QNT to many smaller holders. Yeah, yeah. So uh, and, lots and of also, people can get in. Yeah, and it also uh, improves the security of networks. It's imp it improves exchange behavior, maybe. Unfortunately, exchanges are not really accountable. I even heard somewhere, and this is grapevine, right? Um, that FTX is looking for uh, for a restart, or for, uh, how do you call that? Oh, dear. Oh, that they dear. found investors and they want to pick it up again. <laughs> Something think, like that. I think I saw FTX rise like 70% last week out of nowhere. Yeah, uh, so that's probably the same the news. Yeah. Probably, probably the same thing. Okay, but closing remarks and be through. If you think about it, this has nothing to do. It had nothing to do with Q and T, and it was just an exchange hack. Yeah. So why are people panicking exactly? Yeah. If Quant yeah. itself got hacked and they broke into the company reserves, then I would be freaking out. Yeah. That didn't happen. So chill, yeah. and we will see. And anyway, the, the the money is probably flowing in shit coins at the moment. Anyway. Yeah, and if you can get your funds on B true in your own hands, friendly word of advice: run, bitch, run, run, Forest. Yeah. Anyway, okay. We're moving on. We're moving on to Tyler Durden, and, and oh, we're Durden. gonna, uh, yeah. L let me let me elaborate. So um, there's this dude called Zero Hedge. Uh, Tyler Durden is behind it. Tyler Durden is a character from Fight Club. Um, he has quotes like, on a long enough timeline, the survival rate for everyone drops to zero. Um, he's a real ray of sunshine. Um, he was my initial source. That's why I'm posting him here. Um, I think that's only fair. You can find him on zeroedge.com. He has a lot of followers. Um, his politics are um, not mine. His worldviews are, are not mine at all. Um, we like to see everything a little bit more nuanced and a little bit more uh, pink glasses, as a good friend of mine, uh, David Dowie, would say. Um, but yeah, this is about uh, IMF unveils a new global currency known as the Universal Monetary Unit to, quote unquote, transform world economy. Uh, this was the spotlight for Zero Hedge. Let's move to... Uh, prnewswire.com I don't know if this is uh, right or left and I don't care um, this is more of a, a news source and um, the title of the article reads the digital currency monetary authority the DCMA launches an international central bank digital currency CBDC this is dated April 10th 2023 and apparently the news is provided by the digital currency monetary authority so this is straight from the horse's mouth if you will um th this entire article is based off the spring meetings 2023 in washington dc for the world bank group international monetary fund also known as the imf um and what is going on the article and all these things are obviously in the description um the TLDR is that there was a proposition, if I got it correctly, to create the UMU, the, the UMU, um, 
or not to be confused with you you the meme that that, that that we will get that confusion in the future i guess <laughs> so, the meme yeah the you will mean the i have no idea you. okay you, you, you don't like i'm know. almost 80. <laughs> yeah it's a gen z meme let's let's not get there okay okay then anyway um, let, let, let's let's read this bit. So uh, the universal monetary unit symbolized as NC character U or U. Uh, you, how, do you, how do you say that? The, yeah, it's a umlaut. In yeah, it's a German. umlaut. Oh, is legally a money commodity, can transact in any legal tender settlement currency, and functions like a CBDC to enforce banking regulations and to protect the financial integrity of the international banking system. Banks can attach SWIFT codes and bank accounts to a UMU digital currency wallet and transaction SWIFT-like cross-border payments over digital currency rails, completely bypassing the correspondent banking system at best-priced wholesale FX rates and with instantaneous real-time settlement. Uh, and okay, so this is where it was uh, released initially in an IMF interview with Tobias Adrian, financial counselor of the International Monetary Fund. He stated, cross-border payments can be slow, expensive, and risky. In today's world of payments, counterparties in different jurisdictions rely on costly trusted relationships to offset the lack of common settlement assets together with common rules and governance. But imagine if a multilateral platform existed that could improve cross-border payments. At the same time, transforming foreign exchange transactions, risk-sharing, and more generally, financial contracting. Um, so um, th this is interesting. They're talking about um, uh, an IMF coin, really. And, and uh, it's funny, on the Coffee Show, we spoke about this. I believe it was like one of the first episodes. Right now we have the US dollar, which is the, the world reserve currency. And without getting into the political weeds, um, it's not really ideal um, because the country itself um, that has that currency suffers, but they also benefit. Um, because export, if their uh, currency gets strong, uh, is a problem and if the currency gets weak then then well then it is more it's it, it's very complicated but generally a world reserve currency lasts for about i believe 70 years something like that we looked it up in another coffee show episode got the, the, the exact details but for mm -hmm. instance the guilder the dutch guilder was uh reserve currency maybe it was the florijn back then yeah uh, well at least the dutch currency i think the the pound was the, there the, the dominant world currency currency always cor well corresponds with the dominant world power at that moment yeah yeah we know that empires tend to overstretch over some time and then yeah the rise of yeah. a new system yeah in this case but, however i think we will see a multipolar world where multiple yeah. countries will yeah. become dominant and then in, in such a system <laughs> Such a global system, you will need some kind of global um, uh, currency, and that might very well be through a body like the 
World Bank and the International Monetary Fund. Like yeah. This. See, right now there's a there's a lot of power in the hands of the world reserve currency, the global reserve currency, and obviously the United States wants to wants to maintain that. They want to hold on to this. Um, I, I saw a lot of reactions to the tighter Durden zero hedge um, news. I'm not sure if it was there, but there were all these mostly old white men, well-spoken Arr. old white men. Yeah. Talking about our United States needs to remain the strongest, blah, blah, blah. Well, that, that kind of BS, um, which I can understand, right? Um, and and, and the, the tinfoil hat, uh, how do you say, saturation was uh, over 9,000. Because the biggest critics that also, uh, the biggest criticism, sorry, that also Tyler Durden has is that this reeks of the new world order, right? This is a non-government body that is now apparently creating uh, a, a currency or a monetary unit that should replace the world reserve currency that, that is right now being the dollar, um, which cannot be same as that. The, the world Economic Forum gets a lot of flack being kind of like a shadow government, uh, Illuminati, Freemason-esque um, world takeover mm-hmm. thing that, that they are actually pulling the strings in the world, which they might very well do. Um, but that, that will lead to some form of, of dystopian future. Um, I, it's, it, it, it stretches a long way. Yeah, um, I think. Whilst, uh, oh, sorry. Yeah, no. Well, what was I? I feel. I think Tim. Tim feels the same way. Correct me if I'm wrong. Um, why not have a neutral, quote unquote, neutral party be the world reserve currency in the background to help level the playing field? And I know a lot of people think like, "Oh, that you're such a communist." <laughs> Those are actually also the words of the people counter-arguing um, this um, this proposition, this, this this innovation, this whatever you want to call it. Um, it all, all this stuff is, is is not a done deal, right? All all this is is uh, an idea, a conception. It is not implemented. Um, I think the ideas are interesting, and the same with CBDCs. And we'll get to CBDCs in a bit. Um, yeah, but, but before we go to CBDCs, you know. Uh, yeah, yeah, no, no. Yeah, that, yeah. I think, I think that is also stated in this article that it's not necessarily aiming to become the dominant currency in the world, but rather it's at least in this initial form is being established to kind of supplement the the the, the current financial system that we have um, because well we know how difficult it is to go from one currency to the other so what if you have some kind of stable and, and neutral currency in between to kind of um, uh, how would you say that in English I don't even know how I would say that in, uh, in Dutch to kind of manage these differences and create kind of a, a neutral 
party in between. And then yeah, then get we the are politics indeed, out of the way, right? Exactly, get, get those politics out of the way, and then uh, we must, I think, pay some attention to this part of the text that Jarno has now zoomed in and will now read out loud. Or shall I do it? I don't. Know. Yeah. So um, we, we were going through this article, and there's a very interesting uh, paragraph in there, and it reads. Universal monetary unit is cryptocurrency reimagined from the ground up to support central banking and regulated financial institutions. It features a trusted consensus protocol, staked proof of trust protocol, and a multi-dimensional DLT, MDLT, capable of supporting any asset or liability ledger, sorry, or liability ledger enabling full service digital banking and international trade payments. So I know we are riddling a little bit right now, but the way this is written down, multidimensional DLT or a lowercase m, uppercase DLT, that has a very familiar ring to it. Um, and the same with the way this sentence is just, or this paragraph is built up. Um, Tim and I were reading it, we were looking at each other like, okay, this is pretty interesting. Um, it is written saying, in the same way as an MDAP is being written, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, that's the same spelling as an MDAP. And once um, again, this doesn't no. have to be overledger, yeah. yeah. but... It is very interesting nonetheless. And even yep. when it's not overledger, it points to a direction where the market that overledger is targeting is getting increasingly relevant all over the place. We yep. need this. And even when it's not overledger right now, some other clients will need a similar technology. And then overledger is the best on the market. Yeah. Yeah. Because let, let's say this. Right. This this initiative gets approved and, and, and we'll be getting Unicoin. And Unicoin will not be replacing the euro. It will not replace the dollar. It will not replace the peso, the yuan, nothing like that. Same as that CBDCs won't replace the, those currencies. There are all different layers and different tiers and um, let's not even get into the privacy and all the tinfoil hat stuff um, but it, it will be on the back end it will be used to help sustain the financial system if banks run into troubles if countries run into troubles if in some way shape or form there, there needs to be liquidity to get added or sucked away um, it, it can be done more easily but to do that more easily between rubles, yuan, uh, euros, and dollars, you're going to need interoperability. It's not that the entire world is all going to be using Windows or Apple or whatever. It's not going to happen. People will always want to make their own choices. They want sovereignty. They want their, they, they want their own decisions, and they want their own infrastructure. And that will never change because... That we're humans. We all think we have the best solution. We all have friends. We all have enemies. 
and we all have our preferences. So everybody will always want to choose their own solutions that is customized in their needs and nothing more, nothing less. That means that there will always be a need for an interoperability solution. And whether that will be quant or, or anything else, hell, in the future, when SATP goes live to secure asset transfer protocol, it truly doesn't matter anymore because everything will be connected with API gateways. And the internet that we are on right now, there will be, be another layer on top of this internet. And that will only collect through gateways. Connect through gateways. And that will be a, a, a whole different world. And everything behind it um, can then be whatever it wants to be. I mean, you can literally have, have a hamster talk to a unicorn, talk to a, to a frog through an API gateway, something like that. Yeah. And the same goes with assets. So that, that will be needed. Um, and your bank will just give you your euros. And if there's a need for cash, and British government said that today as well, as long as there's a demand, we will provide it. And that is what we, what people, especially in crypto, tend to forget is that all these banks are in our service, right? If we decide to stop using their shit, then they go bankrupt in a way, if that makes sense. If everybody decides to use Bitcoin, the banks will run into trouble. So they have to cater to their customers, right? Yeah, well, that ultimately goes for every company. Yeah, that's it. If they lose that's their it. clients, it's, it's they're done for. Um, yeah. Yeah. And that's a paradox uh, where yeah. a lot of crypto people tend to get it wrong. Because <laughs> yeah. they will all believe that somehow magically everyone is going to use their token or their project or whatever it is, and that will not happen. Or it will happen, but then it will only have such a marginal fraction of the total market share that sure, people are using it. But if you put it in perspective, it doesn't make any impact. And sure, it might pump your backs, but that doesn't mean that it gets globally adopted. Yeah. Okay. Hey. Speaking um, of back pumping. Let's go. Press? Sure. Let's go to coin yeah. All right. So right now we are looking at 107 euros. Let's see what we do in burger tokens today. 117. So there's 117 dollars for a QNT. Uh, which is kind of shit. Um, look at two weeks ago. We are on a gradual decline. Um, yeah, what you can see here is the uh, the Bitfavo dump. Uh, the Bitfavo, no, the Bitrue. Bitrue dump. Yeah. Oops. And you will be wondering, did I do that on purpose? <laughs> so yeah, this is uh, this is like a cardiac arrest for a while, and then it got zapped back into uh, zapped back into life. But we're looking at the graph here. Sorry, guys. So we saw an uptick in volume here and an uptick in price and then the decline. We went from 115 back to 104. So that's, uh, that's 10 euros. Apologies. Um, and then there was a lot of volume. Um, a lot of people trading. A lot of people probably buying um, while the other guy was selling. There were jokes in the Dutch quant group. Um, people all wanted to own 
stolen QNT. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. Uh, we haven't addressed that yet. It, um, yeah. I don't know if we should. But uh, anyway, um, yeah, the, the quant price dumped for a little bit because of yeah. the hack. Yeah. And well, especially when you compare it to other cryptos, uh, we are performing poorly. However, if you're up for it, hold on one sec. If you're up for it and you want to go have some fun, go look Friday the 14th, 2023 at around 0800 hours uh, CET, Central European time. Go on Twitter. Try and look for messages from the time frame. Go on Telegram. Um, highly entertaining. Highly entertaining to see how people uh, conduct themselves when something like this, uh, something like this happens. Apologies for the interruption, Tim. No, that's fine. I, I was barely awake at the moment that happened. <laughs> I just woke up. I was like, "Hey, we're, we are we." Wait, <laughs> last time we were at like 115, right? What happened? And oh no, I lost oh, 10 million yeah. euros again. Mm. Uh, yeah, that, and then it's like, ah, be through called hacks. And I was like, fair enough, that makes sense. I wasn't even surprised on this. It was like, ah, it's probably some shit exchange in Asia. And it was. So, hey, no, we had, we have a couple of points here to make about the price. First, perhaps, and it's all based on our Dutch group. We had some interesting discussions in there. Um, first, we were discussing, and, and this can get a pretty messy legal story, so let's not go too deep in it. Um, and that is about the fact that like through gets hacked, and then those quants, they, they move to a decentralized exchange, right? And then they get distributed on the market again. How is that legally... Well, how would it be regulated in the future? That's my question. I don't really have the answer. I think nobody does, but it's an interesting point for regulators because technically on DLT, you can trace everything. Yeah. So can we freeze those? We should be able to freeze or at least stamp those, those tokens. That's my question. I don't have any answers. Well, but it's definitely um, an interesting point. <laughs> P PRQ uh, did that when um, PRQ when, Co when when Coin Metro got exploited or social engineered or whatever you want to call it back in twenty twenty or twenty twenty one. Um, the, the PRQ guys from Parsec, um, yeah, they they got hired or whatever to try and find the guys who did it and get the tokens back because apparently every token has a unique identifier and apparently you can trace those things back and and and, and get those specific coins even back I, I might just be producing bullshit right now but um, it, it should be doable should be doable just like you can roll back a blockchain if you get enough consensus um you can also um track tokens and get get tokens back in that way but yeah so, mm -hmm. huh? that will be i think a direction for regulation in the future 
You know, the, the problem is if, if you are buying something that is stolen and you have no way of knowing that it was stolen, yeah. can it then be confiscated back? And what if it's getting sold three times, right? I mean, if something is fungible within its own ecosystem, um, I mean, you, you give me a $5 note. Mm -hmm. I give that to Liana. Liana gives that to Nikita. Nikita gives that to my dad and so on. Apparently, you have stolen that €5 bill. Can then the police come to my dad and say, okay, give me that $5 back, that €5 back? No. If it's a car, maybe. Mm -hmm. I mean, if, if it's just the, the first transaction, definitely, right? But, 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 but in the fifth or the sixth, I don't know, man. And even then, you got tumblers, you got all these things um, to, to, to make it all very, very difficult. Um, but I think technically it will be possible if we want to. So I think that that is the direction the regulators should Oh, take. of course. So yeah, of I course, mean, that's that but was... that's the whole premise for the tinfoil hat crew. Technically, yeah, you yeah. can use any coin or, or any technology to track people, to monitor what they are doing, to see if you're buying dildos. So, but the... <laughs> yeah, um... they, they, they want to know. Yeah, yeah, um, but I think that that's a great benefit of DLT, and and it would make this entire system a lot safer. So I'm very yeah. curious to how that doesn't will make it out. safer. It, do, it doesn't make it safer. It doesn't improve safety. It, it improves um, what the police does, right? So yeah. um, a, 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 a lock on a bicycle, it kind of improves your chance of your bike not getting stolen. But if you want to find your bike back, it doesn't do anything for it. Unless you got all these micro dots everywhere. Those micro dots don't change if, if the bike gets stolen or not, because sometimes they know, sometimes they don't. But it makes it easier to find your bike back. doesn't really solve the problem. Maybe in the long run, it, it works as a countermeasure. But if you take those bikes, you steal the bike, you throw it in a container, and you ship it overnight to Africa, nobody gives a shit if there's a micro dot in that bicycle. It's in Africa. It doesn't work. Does that make sense? It kind of so does, it doesn't improve. It, will, it, it doesn't improve safety. Uh, but I think it will um, make it a lot harder for for criminals and hackers to try and and go out there. No, that's the point. It doesn't make it harder to try. Trying is just as easy. The chance of getting caught is just getting getting higher. But then they'll create another tumbler or another whatever, and and they'll throw it through there, or they just sell it. 20 times with a bot and then nobody knows who sold what and who owns what. So even if you can then track it, it's still stolen, right? Yeah, well, we'll, we'll how can see you... where this goes, at least. Yeah. Um, I think yeah. I think there, there are still a lot of opportunities and we don't really know how it will play out. Because I'm oh, very sure. skeptical of trying to um, well, transfer stolen goods over a blockchain. It's a ridiculous thing if you think about it, and it makes all the um, all the crypto maxis absolutely look ridiculous. 
anyway hey uh, on the other points uh that the people were making at least in the dutch chat uh is about our price performance against other tokens and um some people very bluntly put out in a very dutch manner uh that they at least also some belgians and not only dutch people that they have been selling QNT to chase greener pastures in the form yeah. of other shit coins. Yeah. And yeah, that's that's kind of interesting. So we are in a moment at a moment of mar a market upswing, is that how you can call it? What's your opinion? Yeah, in a way. Are we in a market no. upswing or is it just a brief yeah, I don't, relief I, I rally? Don't know. Only to come know. back into uh, oblivion by the time this episode goes live. I don't know. It's uh, no. I mean, Bitcoin ran away. Is that Bitcoin or is that ETH? Yeah, that's ETH. It kind of that's Bitcoin. Yeah. So it's it's kind of following ish. ETH, ETH is doing its own thing a little bit right now, but if we look at here, yeah, see, ETH is the red line, and 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 Bitcoin is the blue line. The price of Bitcoin is staying the same, isn't it? Yeah. And right here, yeah. this was then. Let's see, put it on 14 days. This always confuses me. Yeah, I think this is quant against those. Yeah. Now, quant price represented in, in, yeah, in Bitcoin or anything. This always confuses me. I should not be doing this. Let's just stop. Let's continue what okay. you were doing. Yeah. Every time when I open it up, it's like, okay, now I can explain this chart properly. And yeah, then I see it. And then, and then my eyes just roll away in my head and it's, it's over. It's gone. So mission failed. We'll get them. Yeah. No, but, no, no. but, but, but Bitcoin right now is a 27 K Euro, um, which is, which is nice uh, in a way. Yeah. Like I mean, 14 I'm, day. I'm all for it. Bump my bags. This uh, is interesting. This is interesting because Bitcoin dumped on the same day as as QNT did on the 14. There was like a steep rise. Was, what, what am I looking at here? This is Bitcoin. Idiot. Why am I such an idiot? Why am I? Tim. I don't know. Um, Hey, okay. but I don't so, think it's necessarily the Bitcoin show at the moment. What I just see nah, uh, is you were talking about other coins, man. Yeah, uh, yeah I know. I know. Uh, Quant I know, is I know. being outperformed. No, yeah, yeah, true. Apparently, um, uh, but at least yeah, we see all the activity with Ethereum. They've do just done another successful upgrade. So, well, oh, is that true? To Vitalik and the team, they've uh, they've been doing some magic stuff, and that's good for Ethereum. Uh, I missed well, that entirely. Yes, that's okay. I, I'm not against Ethereum, though. I like the project. I like what we're doing. Quants About 1,900 euros. Okay. And ERC-20 for a good reason. So that's nice. Not against it. But what you see is, is some upswing in, in other tokens. Um, this is the same pump as Bitcoin had, right? Twelve. you're always so obsessed with these micro pumps at one specific moment? I, I couldn't care less, honestly. Why? No. No, it's fine. Uh, it's just always interesting. Um, but yeah, I, I think Checks is, is doing well. 
Um, I'm still impre impressed by how Leox, uh, for example, is performing. I thought they would be doing worse, but stable. And well, you see some nice momentum with some other coins, and it's not too bad. It's just that Quant is lacking behind, and what it really reminds me of, at least this period in time, and we will have to see how this plays out, um, is April 2021. Two years ago, we were in the same boat. We were the four parallels as well. And I'm seeing a lot of parallel. And and and, and sure, yeah. uh, uh, the, 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 you cannot compare it one on one because while well, the market is doing worse compared to those days, and Quant is performing way better than back then, but I do see parallels, and we will have to see how it plays out. At least, if I just look at the psychological factor and just looking at how people are playing this, I am seeing parallels. And what no. you always see is that people are moving out of Q&T, trying to sh chase shit coins in whatever shape or form, and then they are going to swap the profits back, bro. Just going to make a quick swap here and there, and I'll swap the Profits back into QT because QT will yeah. somehow stay low. Yeah. I need to grow my QT back, man. I need to grow my QT back. Exactly. Yeah. And that is what. So I'm everything. selling everything and I'm buying shit points. Exactly. And if all the participants in the market are thinking the same thing, it will probably not happen. So we will have to see how that plays out. Hey, yeah. Overledger 2, or is there something else first? No, man. No. Overledger 2.0. Two points. Yeah, 2.2.28 just released yeah. a couple of days ago. Yeah. 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 It's uh how's that looking? <laughs> uh oh. <laughs> What's new? This release Nothing. focuses on technical improvements to the monitoring of our services, enabling us to proactively identify and resolve potential issues ultimately ensuring a more stable and seamless experience for our users. There will be no immediate changes that directly impact your user experience. This is a bit true update. No. <laughs> jokes, jokes. Um, yeah, so no, nothing new. Okay. Is, uh, just a this notification that they have not forgotten us. Nice. And, uh, Yeah, you know me. I think it's bullish. <laughs> I think they have uh, they, they launched their. It's, it's, uh, it's something at least. Uh, it's not too. Yeah, bad. yeah, yeah. No man, they they went to their connect.quant.network from developer.quant.network. Then they had this extra P tracker thing update, and now they are just monitoring. I'm sorry for yawning. My God. Um. And I know they're just monitoring their changes, right? Um, which which is interesting to me because um, it it feels like everything for them is is ramping up. That they're making um, a, a lot of PR noise, right? And we'll get to that in a bit. But uh, a lot of PR noise. Uh, they've done their QRC twenty launch. We know that because Galileo is uh, is live, obviously. Um, so. What that we know of remains for them to launch, right? So that's the Latin American dollar, um, and 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 the gateways. Yes, yes, yes. When gateways? Well, um, 
them pushing these types of updates and and the news that we'll be talking about in a couple of minutes we obviously do not know um it might take him a very long time but at least it is something from them and they have been improving over a little bit I smell, blood in the water. I smell blood in the water you've been it's doing really... that for the past few years yes oh, I smell I blood in the water I know and I'll be right eventually <laughs> yeah fair enough follow okay. us for the live highlights from today yeah what do you want oh yeah go to the next uh, topic no no what do you want to say I didn't necessarily want to say anything. It's just oh, yeah. uh, another update, I guess. Uh, yeah, yeah. Nice. The two to eight was another. Uh, was it was a joke. And in, in all fairness, um, well, I've tried to pause it. Yeah, what? In no, all fairness. Yeah, well, in all fairness, um, what kind of project launches smoothly in one run? What, what it, kind it of project is, launches what in one run? Smoothly in one run. I, I mean, it, it will take time, and they have to. Yeah, yeah. They have to monitor everything, and it can be a shit show at times, and that's exactly what it is, at moments. And they are just improving it. And now we are moving on to a new tweet, at least from the UK FinTech Week or IFGS. I still don't know what it stands for. I didn't know a year ago, and I still don't. Innovate finance. Global, Global fintech service. Ah, put it up here. UK fintech week, innovate finance. Um, so that's UK continues UK. to be a leader in financial innovation. It's placed the center of global financial services with support of regulation, access to world class talent, and a rich investment landscape has made it the hotbed of startups and established fintechs. These new and exciting businesses are working to change and evolve the sector for the benefit of consumers and businesses alike. And Quant is there. And uh, I will briefly show this. Uh, this is the introduction, the people getting on stage. Yeah, Gilbert came on stage first, which is uh, which is interesting. Um, on the panel with our CEO G. Verdian are John Lipsky of the Atlantic Council and what is the Atlantic Council? Shaping the global future together. Subscribe to our newsletters. Okay, uh, that's a, a news thing. And uh, Marion Labour of uh, the Deutsche Bank. Yeah, they've been they've been speaking, and uh, Gilbert uh, has been there, uh, yeah, just Gilbert doing thing. his thing. Yeah, let's. Uh, moved on from the theory and, and the policy side into live implementations, and what they're really considering is what does this mean for my domestic system? Uh, a lot of central banks have migrated to real time payments, and that has usually taken a fifteen year journey to get there. And they're looking at what's next and what does this mean for commercial banks, what does this mean for consumers, what does it mean for, for businesses. And what they're finding is 
through the technology of smart contracts and DLTs, they're able to create a, a, a new form of money that has uh, logic built in. And the central bank is not really interested in um, imposing things within the industry, but they want to facilitate things. And, and I guess the approach they're taking is, we'll provide the infrastructure and we'll provide the construct to create CBDCs and we'll let banks innovate and create a new ecosystem around that technology and the platform. So we're seeing really interesting use case around programmable logic, uh, allowing um, multi-party escrows, allowing uh, conditional payments, uh, allowing you know, rapid dispersion of, of funds, um, where the private sector takes that responsibility and creates the innovation. Um, and on the capital market side, it's linking tokenized money with tokenized uh, assets and having a, a rapid settlement um, we're moving from T plus two down to T plus zero is, is the utopia. And we're, we're seeing that innovation come from the payments world into the capital market. Yeah, so this is uh, what it is all about. And um, it's kind of like interview. The entire thread can be found in Quant Library. Um, there you can find it on the reader app. Link is in the description, as well as the link to this thread directly is also in our description. Um, yeah. What I found interesting before we move on to the, yeah. the specific tweets here is that he says that the innovations from the payments world will be um, uh, all taken over in the world of capital markets. <laughs> so it's basically just, just him saying, well, uh, that world is pretty slow and lackish, and um, that we will see those implementations where it will really have impact. Like we have been doing some pretty cool stuff with payments, but the backbone of the system is still rather slow. Um, I think that is very interesting to me um, because it means that those CBDCs will play an important role in the background. Uh, and that is where the real money is. Yeah. And that's good the, for overnature. That's the thing, right? Because for us consumers, we can already pay instantly. If I now send money to Tim with my phone, which I can, and I'm not using PayPal, I'm just using our Dutch bank. You can I show can it on send, the spot. Yeah, I, 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 could, I could just send Tim like 100K right now. No, not 100K. There's a limit of up to five, five, five to 7,000 euros, depending. I will act like be true. I will freeze your assets. Uh, for uh... No, but truly, I, I can just use an app. And, and this, especially in the United States, this is not common at all. I can just send money to Tim instantly. If I send him a euro now, he will receive one euro. As soon as I hit send, like one second later, he has it. And for your own safety, I've withdraw you cannot withdraw it anymore from me. So I will keep the 100k from you that's for yeah. your own safety yeah now nah. yeah. but jokes aside but that that is what what consumers have right but that is not what rtgs looks like that's not what happens between between countries etc that, that just takes a lot 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 more time because those numbers are so much higher makes it all so much more difficult and much more complicated need more signatures different systems um I mean, these are just numbers exchanging hands, and eventually the balance needs to get settled. Um, <clears throat> um, and, and, and that is, I think, what you just meant, Tim. 
Um, yep. And that system needs to get upgraded. And that's what CBDCs uh, get, get, can help to do. That's for the interbank things. And eventually a retail CBDC uh, might also come. Uh, but in the background, things are, th- things are changing already uh, because that's not consumer facing. So it is not as, uh, as difficult, I suppose. Um, but yeah, this is all about uh, the CBDCs and uh, good old Gilbert is invited, even though he got fired from the Digital Pound Foundation. Nobody wanted him anymore. Um, there was a vote and he got fired. Uh, obviously, that's bullshit. Um, let me stop sharing my screen and I'll bring it up. So what happened was um, Gilbert um, is no longer the director of the Digital Pound Foundation. And, and somebody brought that up in Council and obviously came in. Uh, Why did Gilbert get fired? And he took a lot of flack for that. But let me see. Um, here, uh, view message. Let me share this. Yeah, so someone on Reddit posted the termination for Gilbert from the Digital Pound Foundation. Thoughts on realism and meaning? Lol, don't bring that crap in here. Um, Fundamentals channel, negative or positive? Reddit is not source material. And then Boss Quantiscan replied, looked legit to me, honestly. Things change and so do board positions. Sometimes it's just some administrative changes to open the door or another appointment, sometimes for the same person, but slightly different title. We don't know. And there's a plethora of different options that could explain this in a non-negative way. Um, So that discussion went on and on. The link to the beginning of the discussion is in the description. What is interesting is, uh, is this. So uh, what we see here is um, a form signed by Mr. Uh, Mr. Gilbert, Gordian. Um, with an address, he doesn't live here. Somebody already did the, did the research. Role director resigned. Um, and, and, and the position got terminated or whatever does not mean somebody got fired. That's just a legal term for if somebody uh, ends a position. Uh, well, and this is Gilbert's uh, thing. Gilbert and I are only six years. Age difference. It's amazing. Um, I am obviously six years older. Uh <laughs> Appointed on 22nd of June and resigned on the 22nd of March. Um, he is British. And, and this is um, termination of a director appointment. So, th- so this is what happened. And no, you, you, can, you can find this wherever you want to find it. Um, but what does this mean, right? What does this mean? Why? A terrible itch in my ear, guys. I'm sorry. Um, why is he fired? Why is he away? Why did he quit? Um, we do not know. We do not know. 
And the question is, does it matter? And 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 and, and why yeah. does it matter, right? I, I didn't know until that this happens until you just brought it up. I think I've yeah. seen it on Telegram, but I was like, eh, okay. Yeah. Uh, so, so get, it's, get, get it's, fired. Yeah, well, it feels like one of those many instances with Quant, and this might be our bias. Um, that's not a good thing. Um, where we see these kind of things, we're like, oh, this is negative. And we can just not place it. Like, we cannot really say whether it's negative or positive because we simply don't. No, it could mean everything, right? It could yeah. mean anything, right? We 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 know the thing we know is that we have someone here whose entire career has been focused on jumping, helping from position to position, right? Every time he is somewhere and then he leaves in the time span of two to five years, and especially with like. Uh, an, an entity like the Digital Pound Foundation, directors can change. Someone else might be brought in from a different partner of the Digital Pound Foundation. Why does someone in one of those companies need to lead the organization? Which very well mean that someone else starts doing the work. Yeah. Perfectly fine. Does it change yeah. one's relationship to? Digital Pants Foundation. We don't know. Yeah. Probably it doesn't. So, like, and, it's interesting, and I think it's something we should mention. But as long as we don't really know how to place it, it will not really have that much of an impact. Yeah, but it's the quantum show with our speculation. So, she also added a, a wee bit at the bottom. Um, she was part of our think tank. He, uh, thank you for your contributions, dude. It's uh, very valuable. Um, and, 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 and he stated, like, yeah, you, you can only allocate and spend your time once uh, in the case of Gilbert. So that could be a reason, right? He needs, if he needs to focus on other things. Um, Martin is still at the Digital Pound Foundation. Um, there were other positions where Gilbert also stepped back and, and made room for other people. Um, and, 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 and let me just, let me say this. We all know good old Gilbert by now, right? We know Gilbert had a plan 10 years ago, 15 years ago, and he has been executing this like a master chess player. And everything he did arguably came out bigger and better than he even anticipated himself. So looking at that, would a man like this that has created what? He has created that has achieved what he has achieved. Would he leave this position because he resigned? Would he leave this position if that would endanger his dreams? Or would he leave this position because it would improve the chances of his dreams coming through? And as far as I know, Gilbert, from, from what we've seen, right, from his, his, his work and his resume, he is not a man that compromises. I mean, he, he obviously compromises because without compromise, you get nowhere. But you compromise on the details. 
and not on course of your company, for instance. And I think he's shown that. I, I personally feel it. That's why I'm still invested. So looking at this, right? Digital Pound Foundation, what do they do? They advocate the digital pound. They advise, they, um, they, are, they are at the bleeding edge of the innovation and they know what is going on. And arguably they have the ear of the government. Let's say that Gilbert has like a company and that company provides the universal interoperability solution that could make the digital pound work. How would that look on paper if the director of a foundation, a foundation is a not-for-profit, by definition, if I'm not mistaken, mm-hmm. how would it look if the director and the founder of the Digital Pound Foundation is also the provider of the interoperability solution for the UK government's digital pound? I don't know. Uh, I, I think that'd be bad. Okay. And, and, and the same goes for, for a lot of other things. I mean, Gilbert's also part of the ITF, Inetba, whatever he's involved with. I, I would personally not be surprised if we see Gilbert also stepping back from higher ranking positions um, in, 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 in those, how do you say, entities as well. Um, think of EPSI, think of the EU, uh, all those big consortias, all those big initiatives. Um, let's say they are going to use uh, the quant technology. Wouldn't it be odd that Gilbert would be uh, the leader of all the organs themselves? I mean, it is politics. 101 in a way, right? I mean, Gilbert has been whispering to everybody in the past and and everybody knows this. And arguably, that's my opinion, now is probably the time as also, um, what's the guy? I forgot the name. Our marketing CMO, Andrew Carrier. Andrew, yeah. He said, this year is the year we're going to cash in, in a way, right? There was that quote from him. So this could very well be the year that they're saying, okay, we have laid the foundation. Everybody knows. Mm-hmm. We have set all the courses. We created the technical committees. We created uh, the, the foundations and all the other the framework for everything. Yes. And now it is time to, to move back. And then they can just sign and accept and gladly um, take on the quant solution. Um, and Gilbert's not on the board anymore. It's, it's, it sounds like politics to me, and it probably is politics. But yeah, that, that, that's how things are played, right? Uh, yeah, I, I think so. It, and it's it, all it speculation. Sounds, eh? This is all speculation. It, it's all my opinion. No yeah, facts well, here. It, no, no, it's just storytelling at this point, filling, filling yeah. gaps. Yeah, um, but it makes sense. I think it very well be true. Um, yeah. Did you say be true here? again? Yeah, I, yeah, I, I did. <laughs> it's subliminal messaging. Yeah, Tesla, Tesla. <laughs> Some of the past 
season. No, um, do I really care about this? No. Uh, am I? What? 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 Of course we care, dude. I mean, well, I care. I care I mean, that he stepped down I, from the Digital Pilot Foundation. I think it's wonderful. I think it's uber bullish. Uh, um, it's his dream. It's his dream. And he stepped away from something that we thought was his dream. And he stepped away. Yeah, we, we don't know. I'd be just... We don't, we don't know, know how those true. meetings are. Know. They might be no. very annoying. Yeah. But, uh, to get back to the original point. Okay, Gilbert stepped down. Yeah. Do we know why? No. no. Can we fill in the gaps? No. Based on logic? Yes. Is that speculation? Yes. Yes. Will it eventually hit the bigger framework? No. Is that us being biased? Absolutely yes. Do we really care? Not necessarily. It's just news that we see and need to address. And we've just done that. I think that's it. Basically. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think that's that that's that. Yeah. I think there are more things on the menu for this episode, right? We still mm. I feel like we we have Oh, I thought you were talking for quant I was gonna say Latin American dollar. No, no, no. Uh. I mean this episode <laughs> like, or did we kind of address we, everything? Yeah, I know we can we can cap it here. We can cap, we it, can here. cap it here. I think the, the 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 final thing we could have we could oh, add yeah. some kind of bonus content is what I just brought in. Yeah, I forgot. Unless you don't want to do it because it's not necessarily Overwatch related. It's uh, oh yeah, uh, no, no, no. Apple, right? Apple, yeah. yeah. And this is this is this is actually very much on topic because um and and this is it's just an article that I also had put up here. Let, let, let me show this real quick because this also um, intertwines with your thing. So crypto's evolving trust paradigm over the past. 10 plus years, the crypto and DeFi ideal of disintermediating financial services has come a long way. Yet, despite all the options available for do-it-yourself finance, most institutional and professional crypto investors still favor centralized intermediaries. These are, however, not the intermediaries of old. Welcome to crypto's new trust paradigm. This is an article by Signum, insights.signum.com. I read, I found it really interesting. I swallowed it up. and. It is actually, um, I, I think it's a, it, it's a realistic representation of, of, of what actually happened. And just to give you a little bit of a thing, when Bitcoin uh, was first proposed in 2008, its rally cry was banking without banks in quotations. The idea was to replace trust in financial institutions with trust in code, eliminating all financial intermediaries. Okay, 15 years later, the idea has fared rather well. Despite ups and downs, Bitcoin has proven that centralized money without banks or governments is not only possible, but viable. Without relying on third-party institutions, thanks to features like automated market making, permissionless lending, etc. So, despite the new freedoms offered by crypto, however, more than 90% of crypto transactions go through centralized exchanges. And there's a source for this. Um, and several factors contribute to this. First, while decentralized finance is compelling, most investors lack the technical know-how or desire uh, to invest time in full DIY financial services. And the truth is people often want intermediaries, just not uh, rapacious or dishonest ones. And second, uh, pure algorithmic trust may be appealing, 
bought the hacks and thefts in smart contracts, crypto exchanges, and DeFi bridges we have seen in the past have shown how challenging it is to write flawless algorithms and protocols that solve all trust issues. While DeFi protocols are getting more robust and safer, trusting code alone seems a far off, if not a possible ideal. Third, large institutional investors, which account for an increasing number of crypto transactions are often required by law to work with regulated intermediaries. This almost always means centralized service. So, and, and this article goes on. I think it's really good. I think it's a really good argument for the approach that Quant has taken. Um, I think it is, it's a pretty fair assessment, right? That what Bitcoin actually proposed, how that is now kind of implemented, but it doesn't really work. Why? Because people are dumb and people are lazy. And that's the bottom line in a way, right? People don't mm. want to learn new things. People don't want to take the risk. People think they cannot do it, etc. But it has laid a very nice foundation for other things um, to flourish. And I highly recommend reading this because in the light of this, what you also get is that fintechs are now actually making banks' uh, life better, but also harder. And this means that technically anybody can set up and become, quote-unquote, a bank. Technology providers could technically become, quote-unquote, a bank. You cannot be a bank because you are not um, creating money or, 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 or whatever definition you want to uh, tap on that. But Tim just told us. Yeah, apparently Apple has launched, or is launching, I'm not sure. That's how informed I am at this time is at least launching a service where they are bringing out, I think for their US customers, a service where they are, well, bringing this savings account's interest rate of 4.15%. Yep, Apple Card's Apple new Card. high yield savings account is now available, offering a 4.15% annual percentage of average percentage yield. Yeah. Yeah. So Apple is actually doing bankish things, same as, as PayPal and other banks, right? So yeah. starting today, Apple Card users can choose to grow their daily cash rewards with a savings account from Goldman Sachs, which offers a high yield API of 4.15%, a rate that's more than 10 times the national average. There's a source here as well. With no fees, no minimum deposits, and no minimum balance requirements, users can easily set up and manage their savings account directly from Apple card in wallet. And this is a quote. Let's do this real quick. Savings helps our users get even more value out of their Apple card benefit, daily cash, while providing them with an easy way to save money every day, said Jennifer Bailey, Apple's vice president of Apple Pay and Apple Wallet. Our goal is to build tools that help users lead healthier financial lives and building savings into Apple Card in wallet enables them to spend, send, and save daily cash directly and seamlessly, all from one place. So this is what helps also banks uh, to step up their game. Because I don't know how, how, how Apple is doing it on the back end, and we are not speculating. It's quant. It's quant. Now we don't know. But... <laughs> 
<laughs> um, it's really not quant in this case. No, uh, no. Well, we have no idea. I mean, we know Goldman Sachs and uh, whatever. Fuck that. Uh, read Council. But yeah, now this is interesting. This is interesting, and 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 technically, any tech company can do this. Yeah, can, and and you, it's kind of okay. yeah. I mean, I'm I'm amazed by this, and indeed, any tech company can do it. But they're doing this in cooperation with Goldman Sachs, um, not the smallest bank in the world. And I there think is a maximum balance limit. I see. It's a, the tiny, the tiny lettering. Continue talking. No, I mean that's interesting. Yeah. Um, but definitely, this this will be a seismic shift if these large companies are well entering this market. Something else I saw, and that's for the Dutch Dutchies listening, and also probably some other Europeans. I'm not sure. That's with Box Zero, the, the investing app in the Netherlands. I got this message, uh, uh, well, last somewhere last week, that they have now introduced um, also this savings scheme where once you start depositing cash into their app, they will offer a 2% interest rate, which is still significantly higher than with my bank account. And they are doing it in collaboration with ABN Amro, the Dutch bank. Uh, and that is guaranteed until 100k. So that would be the same. Um, how would I say? Kind of like the same. How do you say that? Like the same um, support. It's late. The same principle as depositing depositing it in my bank account, right? So something okay. clearly something is, is is changing here, but but Jarno found something. It, so back to you. Yeah, and in this case, you are getting a, 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 a an account with Goldman Sachs. So this is not with Apple. Apple is merely providing you with a card, but all the banking is done by Goldman Sachs. Goldman Sachs provides you apparently or Apple with the four point one five percent yield and the maximum balance for account is two hundred fifty k dollar, and it is insured deposit insurance coverage. So. Uh, this is an insured thing and if you have up to a quarter of a million dollars you're getting a 4% yield which is uh, pretty fabulous you're still in bed with the bank uh, I think yeah because this is Goldman Sachs um, fine print um, always read these things ladies and gentlemen always read these things let me show you real quick this, this is still a, an educational show and not financial advice. This is at the bottom of the article that I just read. This is on apple.com slash newsroom. I scrolled at the bottom and I always scroll further. There's always things. These are the references, annual percentage yield. It may change, maximum balance limits apply. This takes you to the terms. Accurate at the time of publication. This is always important. Uh, here are also agreements. These are sources. Use this. Verify everything. Don't just take this that has been created by somebody potentially with an education, but was then altered to look pretty by somebody with an education, but not in finance, but in computer making pretty images. 
So things can change. And, and this is not legal advice, financial advice, what I'm scrolling on right now. The newsroom is not where you make your decisions based upon. Always try and find agreements and such and read them. This was another public sure. service announcement brought to you by The Coffee Show. Thank you so much for uh. listening. Make sure to like, subscribe, read the comments. Let us know what you think. And if you have any topic you want us to address, please let us know. Wow. Smooth. That was really smooth. I think it's the new <laughs> mic settings that we uh, applied to. <laughs> no, uh, for sure. That was it for this week. I think yeah. we did cover a lot. And there <clears throat> is, well, tons of stuff going on. Um, never a dull moment holding Q&T. Yeah. And we will see where we will be heading in two weeks' time. I think Jarno is heading to Portugal for sure next week. Yeah. Yeah, we decided today we need vacation. So yeah. we're flying next week, Portugal for a week. We'll figure it out. There'll be a there'll be an episode. It'll be a Dutch episode. There'll probably yeah. not be a highlight next week. There will be a highlight this week, but you know that because you watched that yesterday as soon as we uploaded it. Thank you. And so cool that you also watched the entire thing. We really appreciate that. Yeah, for sure. It's uh well, it's been a pleasure to record with you once again. I think uh, we need to keep going. We do. And uh, yeah, that's it. So right. Thank you so much. Thanks for listening. And we'll see you uh, soon somewhere in the chats on YouTube or uh, wherever. By the way, by the way, before we close, <laughs> we have some impersonators on Instagram. It's driving me insane. Um, so apparently we made it. Um, but do, do not interact with those pages. Yeah. And if you do, just troll them. Like then that is okay. Then, then that is we okay. will never ever approach you with a Quanfi show account. No, why would we? I've yeah. I, I'm playing so, Anno at the moment, it's like Anno 1800. I have more important stuff to do, man. So I am I, I'm busy in Tamriel, so yeah. So no. yeah, I mean, be careful out there. Yeah verify and um you can always send us a dm if you have any questions if you think something suspicious just dm us you can find us on telegram we're practically everywhere so that's going to be it for this week thank you once again and uh, we'll see you in two weeks in english stay comfy cheers stay comfy